Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy you're here and that you, you made it back for another episode of In the Middle. Another new week, lots of new stories. But today I'm excited because this is our second interview show, and I've got somebody I really love having conversations with. He's like probably one of the best conversationalists that I know. Uh, every time we've been out to dinner or hung out, he he asks the best questions. Uh, you know, he has some of the best insight into things. He's also a fellow entrepreneur in the real estate world, which I, I really like. And it's always good to have a conversation with him. Uh, so my guest today is a good friend. His name is Tim Sisler from Springfield, Ohio. And uh, I'm super excited to have this conversation with him today. So without further ado, Tim Sisler, welcome to the show. Hey, man, appreciate the excellent introduction. You know, make me sound good. Yeah, you are good. <laughs> I always love our conversations. I, I can remember a few times we've you know, we've had dinner at like CISO and Lime and, and some of the conversation, I think you were literally one of the best conversationalists. You always have good questions to ask, good comments, you're inquisitive. I think you have a good insight on a lot of things to include business and real estate. And so I I'm excited to talk third rail stuff, politics. Yeah, man. The, the, the trick is to have a surface level understanding of most things, you know, but yeah, it, exactly. Don't go, don't dig too deep to where you become an evangelical, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, hey, and that's a good lead in. Uh, you, I mean, you know the show and you know the format. Oh, yeah, and uh, so let me just ask you, where do you tell, tell the audience a little bit about you and your background, like where you grew up, all that good stuff. And then where are you at on the political spectrum these days? All right. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so, well, you know, my name's Tim Sisler. I've changed my life a long time ago. I got into real estate, uh, seven years ago, almost, uh, to the day, um, joined a team and that really just blasted off my career. Um, so basically I'm doing real estate. I'm getting more into commercial real estate now. Uh, I absolutely love that. Um, yeah, I'm getting married this year, buying a house this year. Nice. Doing all kinds of stuff. So it's a big year. Uh, but politically, you know, I've I've taken the tests online, you know, and whatnot. Uh, I know those aren't always factual. But according to my my beliefs and my values, I am a right-leaning centrist. Okay. So I believe in almost total liberty. I feel that pretty much anybody should be able to do what makes them happy. As long as it's not encroaching on someone else's happiness. So. Yeah. Um, that's to say, you know, if robbing banks makes you happy, well, that doesn't make the banks happy. So don't go rob <laughs> right. the bank, you know, but, uh, whatever you want to do, as long as it doesn't hurt someone else, feel free to do it. Right. So and I'm like, things... on that. like that's, that's, but that's, I, I love that. I love living that lifestyle because it gives you the opportunity to not really, uh, care too much about other people's lives. You can care about them. And, uh, you judge people less. Yeah. So, and I think I might've uh, stepped on you there. You said the entrepreneurial lifestyle, that you, that's what you love. Uh, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, uh, working towards getting a passive income. I love that. And also 
you know, taking a a leap into commercial real estate uh, because it takes a lot of the emotion out of uh, out of real estate. It's more factual. It's based on numbers. Um, honestly, it's easier to sell. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. that we share right. in a love of commercial yeah. real estate. So um, I, I couldn't agree more. But you you said a couple things there that I, I kind of want to back up and go back to. The first one that you said is I changed my life and then got into real estate. Uh, so what do you, what did you mean by you changed your life and then got into real estate? Well, you know, cause up until that point I had, uh, I kicked ideas around. I was an employee. I, uh, I made a, enough money to get by. What kind of work did you do? Well, I was a manager of a deli. I was a manager of a coffee shop. Basically I managed other people's businesses. Got you. So I, uh, yeah, got to the point where, you know, they couldn't pay me enough and it would be wrong for me to ask them to, you know, to say, hey, you know, I've been managing your shop for so long, but if you pay me more, you're going to have to start charging people more money. Right. Well, that's not really fair to ask that. So I can either keep living this life or I can take the next step and make my own business. Yes. Um. So I decided to do that, be responsible for my own income. And I love it. Yeah. No, that's so good that, and I love like how you you knew that your value was more, yeah. but you also understood the perspective of the small business owner that you worked for. Yeah, and absolutely. it wasn't a me 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 scenario where you were like, "Hey, I'm worth more, therefore give me more." You said, "I'm worth more. You can't pay me more because it'll affect the profitability absolutely. of your business." So I'm gonna go make my own way. And I love that, 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 and I, and I, I, I hope we can get back. I think that used to be really prevalent in America where, you know, that was part of the American dream, making your own way. Yeah, right. um, And I hope we can get back to that uh, at some point. And hey, maybe this show will help. If, if you're out there listening, I hope what you just heard Tim say sticks with you. You know, he, he knew he was worth more and was valued more, but he understood that it has to be win-win. Like we're all in this together. And Tim, you said one other thing that I want to get some clarification on. You said you think you're more right centrist. How, how, what do you mean by that specifically? And how do you think that differs from, um, being like a uh uh what what's the word i'm looking for rand paul what i'm just having a oh, brain you know, i love rand paul i love rand paul yeah but he's oh. a uh not a constitutionalist what why am i having such a brain fart i can't think of the term i, I mean what? i think that he's he what what rand paul does uh i think that he works really hard to hold uh our employees which are the U.S. government, all of the government employees that we pay, he works to hold them accountable, and that's that's one of the reasons I love him. Yeah, I said the other day I sent you that report, uh, his uh, Festivus report that shows all the wasteful spending. Yes, yeah, I looked um, at that. Oh, that's incredible, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Well, what? but but what that means to me, what it means to me to be uh, right-leaning centrist is. 
I see the value of others arguments. You know, yeah. I'm willing to put my myself in your shoes to see where you're coming from. Can I can I ever uh, agree with what you're saying? Can I ever see where you where you're coming from? Yeah, most of the time. Uh, right. So, and and when I said that I basically just love liberty, I love people being able to do what makes them happy or keeps them happy. Um, as long as it doesn't hurt someone else. So, I mean, I really, really do believe that. And uh, I think that includes, you know, what goes on in your bedroom. I shouldn't have any right to tell you what to do there. Um, how you want to raise your family. I don't have any right to tell you that. Um, uh, what I can do is I can look at myself and I can change myself. Um, but I believe strongly in the second amendment that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and the, the truth about the second amendment is that it was not meant just for hunting. It was meant so we can defend ourselves in case we face taxation without representation again. Um, which to tell you the truth, I think we are right now. I I think a lot of us think that's where we're at right now. Unfortunately, I know I do. I think we have a lot of taxation, fraud, waste, and abuse with very little representation. Unfortunately, well, yeah, like you said, I'm from Ohio. Um, you know, with this with this big dioxin issue that we're having now, we're Ohio's going to face this problem just as much as the surrounding states are going to face this problem it's in the air which means it's going to get in the waterways which means it has a chance to seep into the water tables uh we didn't see anything for three weeks and during those three weeks we had the president of the united states agree to send what a few billion dollars to the ukraine and denied ohio any type of financial assistance yeah people are losing their their lives they're losing their they're losing all of the equity that they've built in their house like as a realtor, I tell people like, hey, there's no more rewarding thing you can do than buying a house. That's when you start investing in yourself. Now, these people did that. They started investing in themselves. And guess what? All that investment's pretty much gone. Yeah, it's decimated. Uh, who's going who's gonna to buy a house in East Palestine, That's what, Ohio yeah. now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, like they said, it's, it's like a mini Chernobyl. Yeah. But we can so, send... A hundred and I mean, we're, we're approaching with the latest announcement by Janet Yellen. We're approaching about one hundred and fifty billion dollars. And just to put that into perspective, do you know how long it would take to count to one billion? Uh, probably more than our lifetime. One hundred years. Hundred years. One hundred years would take it would take one person one hundred years to count to a billion. That's insane. And we've spent 150 of those. Yeah. You know what's crazier? I I, I, I can't remember what show was on last week, but we, we talked about it on the show. And Ukraine's total GDP was on average between 150 and 200 billion annually. So the United States alone... Has <laughs> done more in giving than their entire economy. This has been a very prosperous war for them, apparently. Yeah. So let me ask you. Um, you know, we have a mutual friend. Um, 
Well, I don't even think that's important, but I was going to say, we have a mutual fr friend that migrated here from Russia. Good guy. You're partners with him. Yeah. Probably um, one of the, probably one of the most influential people in my life. Yeah. And you know, I love his stance on things and I should probably, his name's Arthur and I should get Arthur on the show so we can get his stance. But Absolutely, because you it, have got to talk to him about, I, I think one thing that he provides great, like a great service and a great thought is the fact that he used to, he was the oldest kid in his family. So he used to have to go to the well, the community well in the morning, get water, bring it back to the house so they could boil it to, to clean each other. Right. You know, and now uh, he's here in, in Ohio uh, and he's just crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Doing, doing he great things. A mini mansion. Uh, I mean, he, he came to America and assimilated to, to America, yeah. uh, decided he wanted to be prosperous and successful. And that's what he did. Yeah. Well, and I also want to get his, his thoughts on Ukraine and he's not here, so I can't get those thoughts, but I want, I do want to get your thoughts since, since we're on that topic, how, what do you feel about the war in Ukraine and whether or not you, you, the United States should be funding it? Well, again, this is one of those, uh, opportunities where I have a surface level understanding of, right. you know, I don't know all of the bits and pieces of it, but some of the bits and pieces I do know is that we're overfunding it and, uh, their allies who would see the most impact, which would be Europe, you know, our allies, they're doing very little, you know, where, uh, very we're we're taking the majority of of that on our backs and saying, all right, well, we'll give you 150 billion. You know, that's money that we could be spending in America for let's say we just gave them a billion. Would that help? Probably. You know, could could the other European nations do that? Yeah. So I mean my opinion is that this is just a transfer of money who's getting rich from this yeah is my big question is who's who's getting this money so yeah why that, is this happening? why is this happening so yeah um, and that's 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 my question like well, you, another another scary thing is that you know janet yellen just came out and said that we're going to continue to fund it indefinitely if we need to right you know, until we either until someone either kills or she said, takes out uh, Vladimir Putin, or we run out of money. Right. So yeah, it, that's it, an issue. Yeah, it is. And and I saw that press conference, and it it's bothersome that, and they're all saying it. Everybody on the left right now is saying it. And it's, um, you know, it's, this is, we're going to support Ukraine uh, for as long as we need to. And and actively, and we know what they mean by take Putin out. What else? They know that they're not going to vote him out. Right. So what's the other option? So to play games with, with words is, I think, ridiculous. But the question that keeps coming in my mind is, why Ukraine? And, you know, I that's the thing that plays over and over. And I, you know, just did a show yesterday um, about, the whole thing. And it there, there's so many things about Ukraine that bother me. Most Americans wouldn't be able to find Ukraine on a map two years ago, five years right. ago, 10 years ago. But yet we've had influence in Ukraine since the end of World War II. 
our CIA has been involved. Our companies, uh, congressional delegates, like mainly a lot of U.S. senators, have all been involved in Ukraine for decades. It's one of the most corrupt countries in the world. So absolutely, and it's just asking, gotten more corrupt since this war. Yeah, like I think in my theory, and and I can't prove it yet, and I hope maybe somebody helps prove the theory. Um, my theory right now on Ukraine is that it's been such a hotbed for U.S. corruption, and I think we've been dumping money in there for years that has been coming back to our political elite. And the corruption is so bad and so rampant that there's no doubt in their mind that if Putin actually took Kiev, he would blow the lid off of everything. He would. I think that's the biggest issue. That's the biggest fear. Yeah, I can't think of any other reason why we'd be dumping billions and billions and billions into Ukraine. And we know that it's a uniparty in Washington, D.C., we know that. Absolutely. So when you see them coming together and teaming up and saying, they're all saying this is the most important uh, matter right now for all of Americans, you should be concerned. You should be worried that they're all saying the same thing. It's the most important concern for them because that's where they funneled a lot of our money to over the last several decades. That's my theory. I, I mean, I agree with you. Um I think a lot of it may come out. Uh, we may not know it. Uh, it may come out when none of us are paying attention. Um, but I, I think that we are in a in the you know control of a uniparty. There's no question about it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of things come to light with this. The, the more the more the people get to investigate. Uh, now that there's actual people who want to investigate uh, in power, now that they're going to be able to investigate, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff coming out and a lot of truth. And a lot of these uh, former conspiracy theories are going to be uh, found out to be truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's getting increasingly more interesting that the conspiracy theorists amongst us have a pretty good track record all of a sudden of not actually being conspiracy theorists. They're just uncovering conspiracies and being labeled that much, yeah. much due to our uh, politicians labeling them that propaganda. when they know the truth, they know. It's propaganda to say that. Um, so when you say that Donald Trump was, there's a video of Donald Trump in a hotel room getting pee, you know, I can't, can I say this on your show? Yeah, you can say it. If I have it's to mark, hookers, I will. You know, um, it, he's, that's, that's not considered a conspiracy theory. People still believe that. That's the, that's the evangelicals I was talking about. The people yeah. who will wholeheartedly eat that up and then, you know, redistribute that. Yeah. They're the ones who are going to go around to preach that door to door. But uh, that's not considered a, conspiracy theory you know because yeah. of propaganda right so but anything on the right if it's a right-wing conspiracy now listen i've i've met some people with some way out there i think i talked to you the other day about how i had a conversation with someone who's like extremely right yes and their conspiracy theories about uh 
what, what I, I think that it's kind of wild. You know, there's aliens that have taken over the government. Again, anything could be possible. Yeah, no. And the conversation was for context. We were talking about the extreme uh, ends of the political spectrum, the, the the crazies, the fringe. And you were telling me how one one gentleman you were recently talking to said basically the entire government was taking over taken over by lizard people and they're like running yeah. everything yeah 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 so but, you've you know you've anything's got... possible i can't tell you that that's wrong again that's that's where i stand you know right i cannot tell you that's wrong because i can't prove that it's wrong right so right. um and, well, and that's that's just where it is i think that's so, what's sad right now in america is it, there's so much crazy and i and i've mentioned this before but there's so it's like your options are crazy or crazier and there's so much lying manipulating gaslighting going on by our own government that it's i mean a people don't know what's true anymore and two because that we don't have a a system based in facts anymore it allows these political extremes to exist on on both yeah. ends because well, let me let me ask you have you heard of edward bernays no he is what's known as the father of pr public relations he also is the person who created the he he called it the executive arm of the invisible government which is propaganda hmm. so He's created things like uh, the American, the All American Breakfast, bacon okay. and egg. He did that to help a company sell bacon. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, there. So propaganda is a real thing. Oh, hundred percent. And uh, that's why. So you know, I don't know if we mentioned that I'm from Springfield, but we see propaganda, and I think that propaganda causes certain things, uh, like what happened at Kenwood Elementary. So those those kids, I don't think those kids should have anything more done to them other than saying, hey, what you did was wrong. Right. They should be yeah. taught, you know, what you did was wrong. Yeah. And yeah, and just for the record, been... for those of you guys listening, this was a story I covered on uh, a previous episode happened in Springfield, Ohio. Basically, there were some kids, there were some uh, black students rounding up white students and forcing them to say on tape black lives matter. And it ended up being a whole thing. And, and I, that's what Tim's referring to. And I even heard that there might be charges pending, but and I, I agree with you there should be charges for the kids. I, I, I don't think so either. Out, we need parents, to figure out the, who's teaching this. Yes. We need to look at the, we need to look at the curriculum yes. of the school because it happened at school. Yep. You know, are, are they learning this in the classroom? Um, because I, I do know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not so dumb that I would deny that racism exists. Racism obviously exists. Correct. But um, that's because it's, you know, fed and watered every single day, every moment of the day. Yes. You know, the more we talk about it, the more things we make racist, the stronger racism gets. So yeah. we're never going to get rid of it if we just continue to make things racist. Yep. Uh, but back to what you had said before about... Uh, you know, there's only the extremes, you know, you can be super left, super right, but that kind of goes to point out how actually important your show is. You know, your show's called in the middle for a reason because yeah. you have people who have 
the ability to connect with so many people who are actually in the middle because the middle vastly outweighs the extremes. Yes. So, yeah, and I, I would argue, Tim, that the middle also outweighs. I think if if you really had a conversation with people, most people people are going to say they no longer identify with the Republican Party and they no yep. longer identify or fit in the Democrat Party. So I think the middle is bigger than even the fringe. I think the middle is the majority of the country right now. And I think they're craving something different. Yeah. And I think that if you could connect everything we just talked about in the last seven minutes, you could easily come up with a solution. You know, oh, like, the- um, you got to understand and you got to understand that you're a victim of propaganda. Yes. hundred you know, percent. That, uh, you really can't like, don't, don't believe everything you see, you know, on TV, believe that the grass is green below you, you know, right. first of all, believe that your bed was made when you woke up, you know, right. take care of your own life. That's where it starts. Yeah. Um, and not, not worrying so much about all these grand, huge, giant issues that we really have such a very small part of what you really need to focus on. And I mean, focus, it's okay to know, and it's okay to be aware of what's going on in the federal government, but it's very important to actually manage and maintain your life. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so that, that brings up a couple more questions that I have for you. Um, before I get to them though, I just want to back up and earlier when I was talking about Rand Paul, the, the term he is a constitutional conservative but the term i couldn't think of or i was having my little stroke over was libertarian and he, oh, libertarian, you didn't help yeah. me out at all you were just like yeah, well, i don't know let's move I on know, with the I show i don't know that he goes as, or refers to himself as a libertarian i think his dad was more uh oh, Ron. yeah i think he was more libertarian in nature uh, but that was the term i couldn't I couldn't think of, but, uh, well, the but problem your... is those, are, those are the labels that people put on themselves. Right. You know, yeah. if, as, soon, as soon as you apply a label to yourself, you're stuck in that category. You are. You know? and, and, so... and, and it's like political ideologies are one. And we've, we talk about it on the show, but it's like one of those things people refuse, they make it such a part of their personal identity that they're unwilling to a admit when they're wrong or B, compromise when they know neither side is right. Right. And, and that's why we have stalemate all the time. And it's not the stalemate, back to your propaganda, uh, the stalemate is on purpose. It's all political theater. And, you know, when they're div- when they're at odds, it's because they're trying to divide us. Yeah, when we're and, on the same page. It's because they're trying to hide something from us. Yeah, and and we actually we possess so much power as a as a political system, you know, as the center that the only thing they can do is keep us divided, and they do it very very well. Very well. Because if you ever take a trip, I wish you know how in eighth grade, like every school goes on a Washington D.C. Oh, yeah, trip. Awesome. I wish that on every trip they would take them down to the floor of the House and the Senate, watch them debate, watch them get on the news, you know, out, you know, they they leave the chambers, they go out in the foyer and they're like on the news. 
bickering back and forth. And then I wish they would put them back on the bus, the kids, and drive them to the local bars and taverns <laughs> and restaurants and watch these same people, these same politicians having dinner, having drinks together, back slapping each other, because that's what they do. That oh, is, yeah. it's all political theater. And well, any, I mean, so you saw, like, it's it's totally, completely political theater, and I can prove it to you right now. Go for it. Right? So, the president of the United States, the current president, Joe Biden, during, uh, during the campaign, he was in a, he was doing a debate, and his vice president called him very, very racist. You know, he was he was guilty of some very evil things. Well, I mean, yeah, but he was what? only mentored by Senator Byrd, who was in the yeah. KKK. So yeah. yeah, it's safe to say and, Biden's racist. And now she is his vice president, who says nothing but good things about old Joe. Right. Funny how. Uh, so it is works. just completely and nothing but political theater. They're only there to, uh, I guess, keep us stupid. Well, only one of two things in that example can be true. Either A, it's political theater, or B, they have no character. And it is about getting to an elite status in the government. Neither is okay. Well, theater, or good. It is. It's through political theater, though. So I yeah. think I think that. It is most definitely political theater, but the people who are acting in it are so drunk on power that they're just going to keep acting. Yep, I, I so agree. Until they can get to that, you know, the the starring role. Yep, yeah, ex that's all it is. I, I want to get yeah. to the A list. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, there's a couple more things uh, that I wanted to get your input on or your thoughts on. Uh, so let me start with this one what are your thoughts on wokeism <laughs> all right um well I, I don't think that uh i think the people who claim to be woke are actually very much asleep they're uh they're the ones who've been led astray uh, i think the people who can come to the middle are the people who are woke or awake yeah uh, so do you think those who are woke are the ones who have bought the most propaganda yeah without a doubt without a doubt yeah. that's why i said you know like you know generally and i don't want to i don't like to hate on people but if i was to show this conversation with someone who was deeply on the left they would say that i was hitler or satan right. you know um but generally i see that people on the right well a lot of the times will I personally will allow you to have your own opinions. I understand it's just an opinion. Everybody has one. Right. So, but uh, if you're telling me that we have to think a certain way to be PC or woke, that's not happening. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I, what I sum it up to, and I, I talked about it on, on, on a previous episode, I think it was maybe the first one or the second one, but I believe like the, the freedom of speech, for example, starts in the mind, right? Because all speech starts in the mind. So mm -hmm. your first line of defense and sovereignty, your personal individual sovereignty, your first fundamental freedom is to have freedom of thought and of the mind. So the, the biggest issue I have with the woke crowd is 
you know, just like I have some issues with the the right sometimes putting their thoughts in in your head and saying you have to you should believe a yeah. certain way or think a certain way. The problem I see with wokeism is that it's an attack on individuals minds because their their whole position is if you don't think the way I think you're racist, you're homophobic, you're misogynistic, you're mm-hmm. you're an ist or an ism. You're an ism of something. Yeah. And that's truly, you know, fascism. That's that's the the crowd that doesn't believe in individual freedoms and rights. And that's why I have such a problem. Not to mention it also folds into the propaganda that that you and I were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Well, so it's textbook gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Right? So they tell you that the only way to get rid of racism and systemic racism is by talking about it. Right. By giving it more power. Is by is by breeding it and uh continuing you know the line of racism. Right. You know, how does that make any sense? Well, and and you hit you hit the nail on the head. It is gaslighting 101. I mean, well, gaslighting they're also generally, you know, the Democrats are the ones who are the woke and yep. the Democrats are the ones who fought sacrificed tons and tons of American lives for the prospect and the opportunity to maintain their ownership of slaves. Right. You yeah, don't talk to how we about forgot that across the, across the world. Right. There's still slavery today, you know? Um, so I just think that they are definitely, they're not woke yet. They're just indoctrinated. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. The people in that crowd and I feel for them. Like, and if you're oh, one of those people, like, and you're listening to this right now, you know, you're, you are being manipulated. You are being lied to and they are, they are preying on your emotions to get you to think things that aren't real. And it is, you're right. You hit the nail when you said it's gaslighting 101. It is, it is. Gaslighting is Knowing that you're not telling the truth or knowing that you're misleading or lying about something, but making the other piece person feel bad for not thinking something better about you. And that that is exactly what they do. And it's it's sad. Yeah, I mean, that's my opinion on wokeism. Uh, I don't really think that. I don't think it's a safe thing to have in America. No, I think it's a cancer. Honestly, I think it's a cancer, not just in America. I was actually just going to say that it's not just bad. Yeah. It's all over the world. Wokeism is bad. Yeah. And it's, it's also funny to me. The only people preaching it are again, the elitists amongst us. Yeah. The people who get high on their own farts. Yeah. Uh, the people who, yeah, well, you know, like Tom Hanks and all the actors and uh, politicians, those are the people who preach it. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, the it, people it, who, the people who have never lived your life, they've never seen the struggle. They've never really, a lot of them have never worked a real job. They've never worked a nine to five, you know? And what's just, worse, most of them genuinely don't care. 
Well, yeah, and another thing that's really bad is most of them are functioning idiots that we're we're looking at as if they're some sort of scholar. Right. You know, high school dropouts. Yeah. They're just they're just idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. They just say what they're told and they look pretty doing it. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Well, it's good. It's good. to. I I just love, uh, you know, because obviously it's all over the mainstream and, you know, there's only a few networks to choose from. So it's prevalent and it's always it's always good to get people's insight on on wokeism. Um, So let me ask you this, Tim. Obviously, you see there's some problems with America. Um, you believe more people should abandon. And if I put any words in your mouth, please tell me. I think it's safe to say that you feel people can have their individual thoughts, opinions, which are all good, but they should abandon both sides and come more to the middle. What do you think, though, needs to be done in America to fix it and get it back on track? Uh, I think we need to vote, uh, vote better. We need to think about who's going to hold big government accountable and how we're going to be able to step away from big government. Um, Because while we have big government in play, they're the ones who get to tell us without ever knowing us. They don't know me, but they're the ones who can wage a war on my behalf. And they're the ones who can. Or with your money. They can sacrifice us. You know, they can they can provoke Putin into launching nukes. Guess who who's going to die? Is it going to be the politicians? No, no, it'll be us. Uh, so we need to find a way to abandon big government, uh, and we need to find a way to come together and focus more on the community. Yeah. Raise well, imagine up. It, um, if we if we had less big government, we'd have more financial investment for the communities. Yeah, for sure. And well, and that's what that's I think that's what needs to happen. But man. It's going to take a lot more shows like yours to actually accomplish that. Because right um, now there's so many people who are bought in. Yeah. You know, they've, they've kind of uh, adopted that, like I said, the evangelical lifestyle of preaching what they hear on YouTube or CNN or Fox News. Yeah. Well, we're going to try to bring the facts and bring it straight and help people parse through all the garbage. Are you still able to put this stuff on YouTube? Uh, I am, but I have not released another episode on YouTube since I think episode seven. Um, just because I I don't want to give them, you know, my content. Well, they're also trying to censor free thought. Exactly. They're trying to censor people who are having real conversations like this. Well, so, and it's... because only people who need to be delivering news or any type of lecture or, you know, delivering their theories on stuff are people like, you know, uh, I don't know, Rachel Maddow, Don Lemon, and uh, what's that one guy? Useful idiots is what they are. Yeah. Useful idiot. Yeah. Um, They're the ones who deserve the the spotlight. They're the ones who deserve to say things, but we don't. Well, and it's just as bad over on Fox too. And I, I'm going to keep it fair, man. Like you're Sean Hannity's Sean Sean Hannity's a sellout. Yeah. Oh yeah. He said yeah. some of the dumbest I've ever heard. Yeah. He's a he's a huge sellout to the woke corporate government interests. Um, well, let me ask you, let me ask you a couple questions. Do you believe there should be term limits in Congress? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So 
let me ask you this. Do you know how many uh, how many House representatives beat the S&P 500 in their investments? Oh, God, dude. Probably what? 80? Huh? 19. 19. 19 were able to uh, govern in America while also studying the market enough to be able to beat to be a company that that's all they do. All they to do be is financial the experts. Well, yeah. And you know what 19, they would tell you though? Yeah. They would, so, they would yeah. say, they would say, well, that just proves we should be the ones uh, managing your money, America. I, I don't think so. I think that that proves that there's <laughs> massive corruption. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's a good, that's another question. Do you believe right now, Congress Members of Congress are the only people in America who are allowed to legally inside trade. Should should that be outlawed? I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. again, there is no rule in Congress or law that prevents members of Congress to make trades based off of the information they know due to being a representative. Doesn't well, exist. Well, that's how they do it. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's why we need... Uh, we need government officials. We need people who are ready to step up to the plate and hold our employees accountable. Hey, you know, it'd be interesting. I wonder how many of those 19 serve on the appropriations committees, because that's typically where it happens because they know where all the government money is going to go. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get rich, there's a website called the Pelosi tracker. Yeah, I've seen it. You just, you just manage your funds the same way she does. Yeah, you'll be rich, like filthy, stinking rich. Now, one one person that really let me down and kind of disappointed me with this because I don't believe that he's some sort of, uh, you know, financial genius was Dan Crenshaw. Dude, Dan now, Crenshaw. He, he, oh, he, out the gate, he seemed like he was a good guy. He's but now so I'm like, up. man, what a swampy a-hole. Yeah, he bought into the swamp hook, line, and sinker. I mean, yeah, I was super disappointed. No doubt about it. Uh, he's a swamp rat now, official. Um, so you believe in term limits. You believe Congress shouldn't do inside trading. Do you believe there should be a sunset rule or law on uh, bureaucrats, like people who work in governmental agencies? Like say they can't work more than 10 years in public service for the government? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, that's you know, once you work that long, simply as a government official or something like that, that's when you become disconnected from your everyday citizen. Right. From the people who are working at McDonald's, from the people who are construction workers, general contractors, roofers, pizza delivery people. You are totally, totally disconnected from those people. You have no idea at that point what's going on in their lives. Right. But so yeah, you most certainly should have all, all around term limits on everything. Yeah. Anything that has to do with the government should have a limit to the amount of time you can live off the public tit. I mean, for lack of better word. Well, and <laughs> the thing is, isn't there like a crazy amount of money you make after, after you serve your limit, I mean, after you serve your term? Yeah. So you get a pension. Yeah. They get pension. Plus they get book deals. They get, most yeah. of them want to go and work at one of the news media outlets. Go oh, yeah. figure. They're all, they're all part of it, man. They're all a part of it. Well, hey, let me ask you one more question. I am slightly running yeah. out of time, and I know I got to get, get to work. I know you got to get to work. Um, who do you like this next presidential term? Who do you think you're going to be 
And again, not just let me say this to all the listeners. This is not an endorsement from me or the show of a presidential <laughs> candidate, but I would like to know who Tim likes so far. Well, after everything I've said so far, you kind of see that I like I like people outside of politics. Um, but I, I would like to see. Uh, I think it'd be awesome to see Donald Trump as president again, but I do think that he has had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of baggage has been just simply attached to him uh, that will prevent him from doing anything. I mean, he did so much in just the two years that he was president. And I say two years because the first two years he was just not able to do anything. He was just investigated nonstop. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him again, to see him do some good stuff, but I think that probably Ron DeSantis might be a good choice. And again, you know, I, I love Rand Paul. I think Rand yeah. Paul does, uh, has some pretty good, uh, good ideas and opinions and values. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love how he sticks to the constitution. Rand Paul, that is, um, what yep. do you think of this? Have you seen this Vec Ramaswamy? No, I, I listened to your show the other day. Um, I still got to do my research on him. Uh, yeah. Cause I don't know. I, I'm with you in the sense that I love anybody that's not been a career politician. Yeah. I want the outsider to come in and tear the whole thing apart. Um, and yeah, I, it, that's it, why it, I like Trump for 40 years as a senator. You're a senator for 40 years and you fail to do anything. Yeah. How is well, it going to change when we just give you a little bit more power? We all know the government is the best place to fail up, uh, upwards in life. Yeah, so, no doubt. Um, but I love the outsider. I love the idea of somebody from the outside coming in. It's not a career politician. Uh, so I like the, I like the idea of, of that running and, uh, and I like Trump. I, I like the fact that Trump was not a career politician. The biggest issue I have with Donald Trump, it's not his mean tweets and it's not his orange glow. It's, 100% that he also pushed the COVID vaccines. And we are now seeing so much data that they were not safe. They were not effective. Um, and I think he should retract from those statements and apologize to the American people because th that was the biggest farce. I think it was the biggest illegal clinical trial in human history. And I would say a crime against humanity. I would take it that far at this point, given all the data that we have seen. And Trump still to this day brags about pushing the vaccines at warp speed, operation warp speed. And listen, I'm he's got some ownership. utterly against those vaccines. Uh, you know, I know someone who's very close to me, who's never coming home again. Uh, he'll never be able to come home. Uh, he's stuck in a nursing home because he was on and and no one will say this. And I hope I don't I don't get you red flag for conspiracy theories. But, you know, he was on medicine and I don't think that they had time to uh, to test whether or not uh, the covid vaccine and the boosters had any effect with the current medication you were on. No, so he had heart issues. He had diabetes. He was he was taking all kinds of you know medicine that he was prescribed. And then once he got the vaccine. Uh, he started hallucinating, uh, ended up going to the hospital, thought he was being poisoned, was fighting off food, uh, ended up inhaling some food, got bacterial pneumonia. Then he got COVID. He had to learn to talk again. 
Um, but now all those hallucinations that he had are his actual memories. He's oh wow doesn't know the difference. And uh, and no one will ever tell you that there may maybe a little bit of uh, correlation, not causation, correlation between the fact that he was taking XYZ medicine that was prescribed to him and he took the and he got the jab. Yeah. Um, they won't even investigate that. They won't even look into whether or not. Of course not. No. Because the the companies who created the the vaccine, they have no there's no recourse against them. They have immunity. So Well, they have immunity, but they don't have immunity from public opinion. And if if it word gets out that these shots are actually the cause of all these additional and excess deaths that we're seeing, not only just excess death, and we don't even have data yet, like on that situation with your friend. We don't even have data yet on excess injuries, right? We are right. starting to see data on excess deaths and it's off the charts. And I, so even though they have immunity and we all had to sign a waiver when we were forced to take the shot, even those who volunteered had to sign the waiver, um, they, they got legal immunity, but they didn't get immunity from public opinion and they know that. So if it comes out, that this shot is actually causing death and harm, Pfizer's done. Moderna is done. Johnson and Johnson is done. But uh, it came out a long time ago that uh, who was that? Purdue Pharma, the creator yeah. of Oxycontin. Yep. It came out a long time ago that well, they were straight up lying to people. They were lying to doctors. They were lying to the public about how addictive it was. About how addictive it was yep and they ended up over prescribing to people just oh, prescribing them yeah. more and more and more oxycotton yep. ruining families ruining lives and uh well purdue pharma is still in business yeah i mean pfizer's gone through stuff like that too in the past and they just paid They're a huge paid the fine biggest, and... the biggest fine in u.s history mm -hmm. yeah but i i think this is such a world again global... it was for fraud i think i think it was for fraud Oh, 100%, dude. I mean, the, the Big Pharma, okay, you mentioned earlier in the show, you're a big fan of the Second Amendment. Um, so, you know, lobbyists for the Second Amendment spend about uh, two to three million, four million a year lobbying Congress for the Second Amendment. Do you know how much Big Pharma on average spends to lobby Congress? I don't About two to three hundred million. Jeez, Louise. And that goes into super PACs. It goes into campaigns. It goes. I mean, they spend a lot of money to get Congress on their side. So it's no surprise when you've got the United States government telling everybody it's safe. It's effective. Get the shot. They even said, and I don't there's never been a time that I can think of in history where we knew that a virus would stop spreading if you were immunized. That doesn't make any sense. Virus, viruses still spread even when you have immunities or a vaccination. You just don't get viral overload if you've been vaccinated. Yeah, but they, they I think that they changed the, the definition and idea of vaccine. Like, you know, I got the MMR, Back in like sixth grade, measles, mumps, and rubella. Mm -hmm. I've never had measles, mumps, or rubella. Right. Because I got vaccinated. Right. 
But it right? never mean it doesn't but, mean you've never come in contact with it. Or no, there, you can come in contact with it, but of course. your body is efficient at fighting it off. Exactly. Now, this was never really a vaccine. You could always right. still suffer the consequences and suffer the, 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 I don't know, the side yeah. effects of having COVID. Right. They literally so said really though, <laughs> you stop the spread. Like you Which won't, you you won't get sick. You won't pass it off to other people. That is false. It is a utter lie. And the government told us that. And so it's no surprise that everybody in the federal government was pushing this vaccination. I mean, big pharma spends a lot of money keeping these guys in power. So not a big surprise. And I think, I think this is, there's a lot more to come. I think a lot of damage was done. And I, I think we're going to see a lot of that, that damage coming to the forefront over the next couple of years. But yeah, anyway, sure. um, Tim, we got to cut it there because we're running out of time. And I said a minute ago, we, we had to get going, but we kept going. I love the conversation. I'm, I'm glad you took the time out today to, to come on and talk to me. Um, if somebody wanted to connect with you, how can they do that? Are you on social media? I'm on social media. Yep. Uh, you can find me at Tim Sisler uh, on Facebook. That's just me. Uh, and then I think my Instagram is CBH or something like that. Oh, man. Everybody's Instagram um, handles are crazy. I don't know what my Instagram handle is. <laughs> I just have – my phone does it for me. Um, yeah. But you can always uh, – reach out to me either or also you know my my phone number i'll give that to you because i give it out to everybody uh, yeah go ahead if yeah. you want 937-207-9272 wow that's probably a first um, it'll probably be the only me. time too, somebody gives up <laughs> i'm a realtor call me if you want to sell your house <laughs> yeah yeah there you go there you go there call you go. tim guys if you want to but i think that might be the first ad or if you have or if you have a campground for sale yeah oh no we got to keep that secret can't, buying campgrounds are my secret. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want that to spread out too far and wide. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, right. no, Tim. Um, thanks again, man, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And guys, you can you can find Tim on Facebook at Tim Sisler. He also gave you his phone number, so don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, again, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of In the Middle. I'm really happy you're here. Uh, wherever you're listening to this app, please make sure to hit the subscribe button. It will make sure you never miss a show. It'll also move it up in the algorithm so other people can find this show. Also, leave me a rating and review. It will only help make the show better for you guys. Thanks again. I will be back here with you guys again tomorrow morning, and I can't wait until then. But until then, guys, have a great American day and take care.